Welcome back to the pod. Well, my voice is low. Mm. It's because your boy's mad tired. Mm. Just got back from Boston last night. Mm. You know we haven't missed a week of this podcast. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I didn't even know. Sorry. Um, we've what? Haven't missed a single week of this podcast. That's an accomplishment on our end. It is. It shows, feel, yeah. shows a lot. shows that we really care about um, just giving the people what they want. Just constant free content. Do we have any ads on this? No, we don't. Oh, damn it. I thought we were going to make some money on this. You know, Not yet. Not yet. Well, we have made... Because I don't do this for any other reason than the money, you know, the cash in the bank. Same here. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just a ploy to get, you know... And seven months in, I think we've made like 300 bucks. Yeah. So we put in like uh, over like 100 hours of work. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and uh, 100 hours of work, so that's $3 every hour. Cool. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I can't do math. Yeah. That's why we do podcasts. But um, but we're trying to make money. Yeah, no, man, we're rolling in the bank. I mean, three hundred bucks. I fuck it. I could fill my gas tank with that. Like I said in the last episode, I set up a Patreon page. It's set up, but there's nothing on it. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm working hard on that. <laughs> we stopped posting to YouTube. Good for us. <laughs> we're doing so well. <laughs> we're 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 degressing. Yeah, it's all right. I think our content's getting better, but uh, I don't have enough time to do all this shit. You don't have to do all of it. No What's deal. wrong with just having a podcast on a online? You know what I mean? Like instead of like check us out on this, that, and the other. Well, we'd make more money if we posted to YouTube. Yeah, no, but fuck money, bro. Yeah. Die broken and jobless. No, I need money. All right, um, but that's part of the reason why I I would like a personal assistant. You've shown no interest in it. Well, I mean, I don't I don't edit the podcast, so that that would be something. I understand why you would want to do it. Here's what I'm thinking: mm. Patreon page with uh weekly videos called pod vlog <laughs> and we just make the most boring vlogs yeah because what would we even vlo- vlog about we could vlog we can just make it fake like every other vlog <laughs> <laughs> we can uh vlog you um doing the dishes and then smash cut to me fucking ralph oh yeah that, yeah that does happen every episode playing cannibal corpse i picture you you know doing some selfie style on your drive here to my apartment, to our mm-hmm. studio, mm-hmm. and just you talking like, headed to the studio. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I saw, oh, look, a bird. Then some riveting footage of me setting up. Yeah. Uh, then you sitting down, maybe me offering you a water, mm. some tap water. Mm. But no, we could make some cool vlogs for the pod. And then uh, bonus episodes were just like 20-minute bonus apps. And people would pay us for this riveting content? Yep. Oh. And in order to keep to maintain all this bonus footy, we can find a personal assistant who will work for absolutely free. No, absolutely free. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we need to pay an assistant. Yeah. But how much, how much do we pay? Who pays them? Where's the money coming from? <laughs> yeah. There's no money that's coming from any place. So how are we going to give them money? We, we got some submissions for assistant and some of them are just like, oh, okay, we cannot give you what you want. Just cause because like, they're so professional. Yeah. One's like a 29 year old. Like I want to move to I'm moving to LA in August. Yeah. Switching career paths. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Career. Yeah. Easy now. This would be a hobby. <laughs> this would be learn. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know if this would be a hobby. It'd be more just like a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't know how anybody would because we, we wouldn't pay. So this is the advertisement for an assistant from Sorry Dad. Wouldn't pay you. Um, y- yes, we would. No. We just need to figure out how and what to pay them. Yeah. Like uh, a percentage of all Patreon income, a percentage of all brand deals. Mm-hmm. Also, 
I'd like them to be like a third mic. Mm. Oh, oh, you want them to be on? Very much a third mic, like barely ever speak. Sure. <laughs> wow. But like when we're thinking of something like, what's that celebrity's name? I'll be like, Stacy, can you Google the celebrity's name? Yeah. And also I want to get like cool cameras to where you cut back and forth to me and you. And so you're talking about the Joe Rogan experience. Yes. Yeah. We're looking for a young Jamie, Jamie Vernon. Jamie Vernon. Who I know personally, he's going to be on the po- our podcast. Really? And the first question I'll ask is, how much does Joe make on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, Has he ever bullied you, Jamie? <laughs> Has he ever sexually harassed you? Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are looking for an assistant. Uh, so, so, if, so far we are. If all of those... Um, you know, if all of those... Brandon, if you listen to the podcast, you'd know that I already did this. Did what? I said what we're looking for. No, I know. Jesus. So God. if any of those things sound appealing to you, then uh, if, if all of that great, grand stuff sounds good, then then uh, then do it didn't for you, no pay. Didn't you tell me that you we have a friend of a friend who's interested in it? Yeah, but probably for pay. Like, well, we're going to pay a pretty good pay. Oh, really? Yeah. Like edit, well, I mean, like they don't know what kind of podcast we do. They don't know that we're you yeah. know suckling at the teat. <laughs> yeah, it'd only be like ten hours of work a week. I don't know. That's a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. Here, I can quickly read some emails, sub- submissions, and if they're super mm-hmm. boring, we'll just delete it. Yeah, cool. All right, Karen is applying for the episode. I mean, for the assistant position. My name is Karen. I'm 25 years old, and I'm in Los Angeles native. This is already boring. Yeah, I enjoyed editing videos, and I will give you blowjobs. Whoa! Hey, now you're a rock star. Um, can you email her back? Sure. Cool. You've got the job. Cool. cool. Oh my God! She just knocked on the door. Come oh. in. Oh, hey, oh. hey! She's sucking Brennan's dick. Whoa! Jesus! Why are we so vulgar? Weeha! That's what the sound <laughs> I make when I'm getting my dick sucked. Weeha! I sing opera when I'm getting my dick sucked. <laughs> What yep. do you do when you come? Ow. Nice. Yeah. I did that joke. I, well, I just went to Boston. So I guess we've concluded this uh, assistant. Yeah, portion. this is segment seg- this assistant segment. We are seriously looking for an assistant. And if you are seriously interested, got to live in L.A., got to have a license, got to be 18 years or older, and email us at I'm sorry, Dad, pod at gmail.com. Dun, 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 dun. So I went to Boston for mm-hmm. a friend's wedding. I did some stand-up. My family saw me do stand-up for the first time ever. How was that? Well, actually, my dad saw me once, but I think he was, like, pretty drunk, so I don't think he remembers. <laughs> he's got some back pain, so he's been self-medicating. So with alcohol? Yeah. So he's taking up alcoholism. And he's talked to a doctor. The, the doctor's like, that does work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's a, that's a Boston doctor. <laughs> yeah. Just drink up, dude. Dude, just fucking drink some beers and stop complaining. Go socks. <laughs> At the end of the day, sure, your back might hurt, but go Pats. Yeah. Um, but so wait, I, I think I read something of yours that said your your dad <laughs> said I love you during the stand-up, special, stand-up show or no? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have a joke about uh, how my dad's never told me he loves me and my dad was in the audience. Yeah. So I knew I'd get a laugh and be like, uh, my dad's right here. <laughs> Hi, dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just was like, I looked at him and I was like, I love you, dad. <laughs> and there's a pause and he said, like, I love you, right? And I was like, breakthrough. Yeah. It's the first time he's ever said it. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's the first time he's ever said <laughs> I love you to you? In my recollection, yes. Holy fuck. We've talked about it. On, on we have, but I always just thought it was a joke. No, no, it's, it's real. It's real? Oh, yeah. my God. I'm so sorry. That's all right. It's kind of just his generation. He, I know he loves me. It's just like uh, there's... We just can't say it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you think, do you think it was the pressure of the audience? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you forced an I love you out of your father by peer pressure. Yeah. Nice. And I also have a joke that's completely fake about how my dad's homophobic. It's mm-hmm. like a 30 second little joke. Yeah. But it's a good way to wrap up this, this, the story that I'm telling. So like, yeah. I did feel bad. It's like, my dad's here. Here he is. And I was like, now let's talk about how he hates gay people. <laughs> he didn't mind though. Yeah. Uh, my sister saw me. Uh, it was a tough gig. I did it at the gas gas show and great Scott rock. And it was kind of a tough audience mm-hmm. dude before me. I forget his name. I should know it. He killed. He's like a brilliant joke writer. He murdered. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to go up there and do like wacky voices. He was doing like super intelligent humor. What do you mean? <laughs> what was the joke of his? Uh, he's some, something like I'm from Korea. I love it there, but I, for, I totally forget. I would it's say too I, smart for you. I would say how much I love it, but I, I can't say right now. <laughs> In fact, I'm not allowed to say or something like that. I, I ruined it. So, but I did well, but not as good as I wanted. And having my family there threw me off. I did jokes out of order. And yeah. I was like, Fuck. So like, no one knows it, but I didn't have the best set. Or mm. I'm sure the audience was like, "Yeah, he was funny." But what did the, what did your family say afterwards? They're like, "Good job." <laughs> your mom in the middle. Boo. My mom didn't go. She was too scared. I got lunch with her the day before instead. So who went? Your dad? Just your dad? Uh, my dad, my three sisters, uh-huh. uh, two of their husbands, yeah, uh, and two of their friends. Oh. And I wish I murdered, but I didn't. I just did well. Well, and every comedian afterwards was like, good job, man. Instead mm-hmm. of like, dude, you've gotten so much better. It was just like, good job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. But it's all wrong. You didn't have a... 23-year-old come up to you and go, bro, you've, you've gotten better. No. You know that happened? Uh, I did a brand new joke about my niece. Got a good laugh. Mm. I did my sex noises joke mm. where I just come on stage pretty much. Yeah. So my sister saw that. And your dad saw that too. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, it sounds good. Is there, is there something bad that comes in the story? Or is it no. kind of like good? Did no. your dad afterwards just go like, hey, right. I just want to let you know, I don't love you. <laughs> yeah. It was just peer pressure. Yeah. I did say like breakthrough. He said it loved you. And it only took an audience full of people to pressure him into doing it. Yeah. And that got like a awkward laugh. So I think the audience was like, Ooh, this is awkward. Yeah. But good show. The headliner, it was a tough audience, dude. The headliner pretty much bombed for an hour straight. Yeah. It, yeah. It was kind of bad. Shit. <laughs> I did one show the day before. In the audience was way better. I only did seven minutes, unfortunately, but uh-huh. it was like, all right, cool. I'm going to kill in front of my family because I just did great tonight. But hey, it happens. Sure. But uh, the wedding was great. Did you? It was grace. Great. Great. What you said, great. Yeah, it's a Dorchester accent. Oh, the wedding was fucking great. Okay. And did you? Did Jenny? How was Jenny with your parents? Your Great. girlfriend. My girlfriend, She yeah. met your parents. This is a big deal. Pretty soon you guys are going to get married. You hear that, Jenny? <laughs> You're going to get married soon. In fact, I want Jenny to move in uh, just so I can reduce my rent. You know? It's romantic, right? Yeah, it's very romantic. We're, we've been dating for three months. It's time to move in. Yep. Say, it's not because I actually want to be with you and spend time with you more. It's just because I financial straits. Yeah. Everything in my life is just all about finances right now. Yeah, especially you. Had some anxiety dreams last night. You had anxiety dreams? I had just like 30,000 nightmares this past sleep last night. 
Why <laughs> 30,000 nightmares? Well, I talked to my therapist about oh, it. Christ alive. She was like, dreams don't mean anything like specific, but it's probably anxiety because uh, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Mm. I was like, I am. I, I owe money to the IRS. Yeah. And I'm just putting it off. <laughs> I thought dreams do Sorry. come true. Sorry, I woke up. I also woke up today at 5 because Damn. I had um, a scare of cancer. Oh yeah. Cause I, I was, so I went to sleep really, I got really high last night nice. and I got really um, scared because <laughs> of my um, cancer on my arm. Cause I have this, I've had this tumor on my arm for a while. Really? Yeah. It's right here. You haven't, I don't think I've told you about it, but I've had this tumor on my arm for like three months and is, it's, you can't really see it. Is it an actual tumor? Well, no, I thought it was a tumor and the, the doctor, cause I had to get a, I had to go to the doctor and they were like, that's, um, that's a cyst. And I was like, oh, yeah. but we're going to send you to the dermatologist because we don't know. Cause it's hard. And the thing about hard cysts, it should be like soft touch. Uh-huh. And that means it's not, but it's hard. So they're like, we don't know. So go, I had to wait a month and it kind of like grew. Yeah. And I was like, something, can we just go now? I feel like if I have cancer, then we should act right. quickly, yeah. please. And then, uh, so last night I got really high and, uh, I just was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to find out tomorrow. And I like texted my girlfriend. I was like, I, I'm scared. She yeah. was like, it's fine. You're fine. Don't worry. And I was like, you're right. And then the <laughs> next, and then the next morning, um, and then this morning I woke up at five, which I've never done. I went to sleep at two, woke up at five, three hours. And I just tried to go back to sleep. I, I, that's what insomnia feels like, right? It's like when you're tired, but your brain's just yeah. on. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't, I just couldn't. So went to the doctor and he literally, he took it, the cyst, and he squeezed it really hard. And then some gunk came out. Oh, I know it's really gross. I'm sorry if you're eating. I'm sorry if you're eating, but I didn't expect it to happen. I was shocked when it happened. And, uh, I was just, he was just like, yeah, it's it's not a tumor. It's a cyst. And if you want to get it removed, you can, but you don't have to. It'll just go away. No, he's like, it can either stay or go away. And if it stays, you can get it removed, but there's no need to, cause it's not like going to cause you any damage. And I was like, so it's not cancer. He was like, no. And I was like, uh, that's good. Are you sure it's not cancer? He's like, yes. It's like, sometimes I wish it was cancer. Yeah. Cause you yeah. want to die. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, dad. It's all right. Um, so yeah, Jenny, my, my girlfriend met my parents. Yeah. She was great about it. She was excited to do it. She wasn't nervous at all. Mm-hmm. Although I think she was nervous to watch me do stand up. She had like three glasses of wine, which is very rare for her. Hmm. Uh, met my mom. It was great. I wish I had some dramatic stories to tell you. What did you guys do? What did you and uh, we went to Boston. Boston. We stayed at the Revere Hotel. Yeah. And uh, we met my mother for lunch in Cambridge. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then uh, we went to my hometown of Mattapoisett, Massachusetts. And uh, that's when she met my dad. Oh, she met my dad at the comedy show the night before. Went to Mattapoisett. Um, she hung out with my dad. Mm-hmm. I made some jokes about, like, please stop flirting with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and asking her weird questions like, hey, would you ever make out with your dad? Just, like, uncomfortable questions. I like asking you, those questions. Yeah, you like making people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I know. I've, I've gotten used to this. Like, uh, my friends. I didn't have a plus one to the wedding because I wasn't dating her mm. at the time. So my friends were like, is Jenny... What's Jenny doing? I was like, she's at home with my dad. Probably fucking him right now. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a um, episode of a show that I like a lot. 
um, called Horace and Pete. Oh yeah. Um, that I've told you about. I don't think you watched, but, uh, show by Louis C.K. And there's mm-hmm. this whole episode that's literally a, con- it's four, 45 minutes. And it's a conversation between two people. And it's about a woman who is describing for, t- for like, dude, 15 minutes, the camera is on this girl and it's one take. Yeah. And she's just describing how she's sleeping with her husband's dad, mm. like cheating on her husband with, um, the dad. And I don't know why that made me think of that, but it's very, oh, yeah. it's probably the best, I think that's like the best dialogue I've ever heard in anything ever. Was it Jenny? Was it Jenny the girl? My girlfriend. It's Jenny from the block. J-Lo. Mm. Jenny's listening right now. Jenny, can you please stop flirting with my dad? <laughs> no, she Jenny pops I, out of the room. Jenny, I, Jenny and I got in, into our first argument. No, you didn't. Yeah. About what? <laughs> Are you sure you want to get into this? <laughs> this is not good to just publicly talk about this shit. All right, I'll As just, we've learned. I'll hint at it. Um, Jenny had sex with Brandon rats and didn't think you'd find out. It just caused a little bit of conflict. I get that. Then she was like, you're not pleasing me in the bedroom. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Cause I got that, uh, that monster cock. Yeah. So thank you. They call it the Loch Ness. Thank you for pleasing her. Cause I cannot. It's okay. No, I, we, we got into our first little argument, but it was no big deal. Sure. It's actually good to get into conflicts. I told my therapist, it's like we got into our first conflict. She was yeah. like, finally, I've been waiting for that. Why? <laughs> what is it? What is the therapist's, um, she just, my therapist it, said like relationships with no conflicts are bound to not last. last. Yeah. Because, because, uh, I don't know. I guess it me. I guess it, maybe it shows both parties don't really care. Sure. I don't know. But whatever. It's all good. I forgave Jenny for having sex with you. Well, you shouldn't because we are scheduled for another butt fuck tonight. You know Damn I mean? it. It's all right. She won't let me do that to her. No, she lets me do it. And oh. the four other guys that she invites. Oh, fuck. This is kind of making me feel a little bit bad, but it's okay. Thank Sorry, you. You're... Thank you for pleasing her. Of course. That's all I want is for her to be happy. Oh, I don't do it for you. I do it for my own pleasure and hers. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, the wedding was good. Um... A lot of laughs with my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a fist fight, but there just wasn't. <laughs> um, and then mm. we flew back to L.A., and here we are. And here we are. I wish, came back. I wish I had better stories. You came back from a wedding where two people get, there's a union. Yep. You come back to find out that the Internet's hottest couple is now broken up. David Dobrik and Liza Koshy. Man, they're, they're gone now. They're both they're on their own paths. I haven't watched the vlog about it yet, but did, did, oh. did Liza mention that? Mention what? That I hooked up with her like th- four months ago. No, I think she would try to bury that deep down inside. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. She she told me about it. She just said you were crying a lot well, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is very painful for me. <laughs> no, just kidding about Liza. Um, but you yeah. haven't seen the video. No, I did. I watched it before you came over. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a lot, dude. They seem to be, they seem to be handling it very well. Yeah, very maturely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, it's a lot just to, I actually cried when I was watching it. I don't, did you? Yeah. I've been doing that more often. I get, I get kind of more emotional about shit. I cried ye- yesterday. I was watching Deadpool 2. <laughs> and there's a scene in Deadpool 2 that made me cry. And I was like, this shouldn't happen. I never used to do this. I never used to cry at just like at pieces of you're growing a heart. Fuck. I saw some lame ass Instagram posts where you said like life isn't terrible. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> Stay on brand. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know I should. My my manager called me. He was like, "You should take down that optimistic post." And I was like, yeah. "But but I feel good." And he was like, "Take it down." Well, don't. Don't feel good. You have to stick to your brand. Um, but anyway, so the uh, I emailed my manager saying, "Why aren't I getting brand deals? They're only going to three influencers. Get me one." And they just hung up the phone. Now he said, "Like you're definitely growing, man. Keep it up." Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's always what they tell you. But um, yeah, uh, I thought it was like so the Liza and David thing because they told us about it. Um, I think David told me about it two months ago that they were officially broken up. I knew something was up with them on Valentine's day. Just no, neither of them posted anything. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like you don't have to, but like, you know, they're David and Liza. So like, why wouldn't they? Right. Um, and I just knew that day I was like, um, I was talking to Alex Ernst and he was like, no, I don't think they're broken up. I was like, check their feeds. It was, it was on Valentine's Day. It was me and Alex eating at Cantor's on Valentine's Day. So don't don't worry. It's fine. Did you guys kiss? I wish. Me too. I just stared into his, his golden blue eyes. That didn't make sense. I tried making out with him at Coachella, but he wasn't having it. Yeah. He told me about that too. He was like, Did he? No, he didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I saw that and I was just like, oh, that's weird. And I also said, I was like, when that happens, when they officially break up and make a video about it because they have to it's gonna be big oh yeah and it was um and yeah i don't know it's just like it kind of got me thinking about that idea of you have to because she even said that in the video liza like the reason why they're not together is because she doesn't love herself enough to love somebody else mm-hmm. i mean i understand that i think i just don't I, it's kind of like you have to love yourself before you can give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to be able to have love before you spread love. Yeah. As cliche as that sounds. Sure. And I'm a strong believer in like, you got to be know who you are as a single person before you can be with somebody else. Well, the, the time you know yourself as a single person, well, I guess as a single adult, I suppose like I was about to say like childhood, like yeah, you're from zero to 20 or from zero to whatever, 16, like you kind of know how you are as a single person because you're not really in relationships then. Yeah, but you're an adult. You're a kid. But you're a kid, but still, like you know how you are. The only thing that changes when you become an adult is just getting a job and paying taxes and shit. But you still know how you are. Yeah. You know? But your brain isn't fully developed until uh, 25, they say. Yeah. And even like uh, my therapist. Yeah. When uh, Frank was breaking up with me. She was like, she's oh, she's had an adult brain for only a year, right? She probably doesn't even know who she is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't help, you bitch. Uh, right, your brain's fully developed. You shouldn't be saying things like that. Fuck off. Yeah, you'd think I'd be like a little more successful or... Okay. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm very successful. Yeah, you're flying high. Yeah, everything's been smooth sailing since Vine went down. Yeah, you told me that you paid your park- parking tickets. No, nope, still haven't. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, Jenny. It's all right. Jenny, I have zero money in my account. Just kidding. She she asked me recently, do you have endless amounts of money? And I was like, no, yeah. you're putting a huge strain on my life. <laughs> um, yeah, David and Liza. Yeah. It's too bad. It's sad. It's very sad. But they seem to be doing great. Yeah. And Dave, David seemed happy since six months ago, right? Yeah, because it happened six months ago. I don't know. Like, he seems, they both seem, it's weird because they both are, like, still hanging out all the time. And they're both still, like. Like they're still hanging out. So I don't know. I guess they're broken up, but from what I see from them, it's like they're what, like they said in the video, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I guess that takes a lot out of, you know, it takes a lot of, what did you call it? Courage to just go from like being madly in love to being someone's best friend. I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, sort of. Well, no, I mean, it kind of is. If you take away the lust and the, uh, which is just attraction. If you take lust out of love, then that's really what it is, is a really good friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I guess that, but most people can't handle that. They need both. Right. And I think it takes a very strong person to be like, I need, I, I, I'm okay with still having her in my life because I love her so much that I will let her be not with me and I can still, we can still have a relationship. I think that's real. Like, cause you think about it, like love, like with your parents, you're not banging your parents. Well, are you? Do you? Have no. You ever, have you ever made out with your mom? No. All right. Well, go on. You've told me many times that you want to, though. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I don't mind it. Okay. She's weirded out by it, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, she feels sexually harassed she, by it, but she, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I just think that like it, what all I'm saying is that it takes a lot to, and it really shows like how strong a relationship is if you're able to be really good friends after, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of people just go like, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then they yeah. just like stop talking to each other with my relationship of 10 years. Uh, like I had to block her on all social media and I couldn't talk to her for a while. I can't believe that that was 10 years. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. That's shocking that like you guys are just like, I don't know. How long has that been since you guys broke up? Three years. And did you, you don't, you've never texted her since. No, no, we, we have, Oh, but I haven't, uh, excuse me. I'm belching. Uh, I haven't seen her, which is weird. It's just weird to think like, huh, you are not in my life at all anymore. Yeah. Strange. Is she in Boston still? No, she's in LA. As far as she I know. lives here now. Well, cause she moved with you. So yeah. like, so, I mean, she just came here and then, you know, threw you in the trash and now she's, <laughs> no, she came here and then you guys broke up and now she's still here. I thought she moved back. No, as far as I know, uh, we still have each other blocked on Instagram. So as far as I know, she lives in Koreatown. Whoa. Just being poor and pathetic. <laughs> Stupid. How hard was that? The first <laughs> like month of like, it was strange because I agreed with the breakup and I was like, yes, this should happen. But I had a lot of anger. Sure. Towards her. And I felt abandoned. Yeah. Cause instead of like, right, we're having problems. Let's work on it. It was like, right, we're having problems. Let's break up. So I was like, well, let's work on it. Why? What did the problems? I'm sorry. I'm going back to this, but it's just, I keep forgetting that you, I, I forget about that, that yeah. you were in a relationship for 10 fucking years and then you came here and then that ended. Uh, what was the problem? I don't understand. Well, we were 28 in Boston and I was like, all right, I need to do something with my life. I was like pursuing landscape architecture and stuff. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, I'll be a nurse. Yeah. So it's a great job, especially in Boston. Yeah. So, like, the best ho- hospitals in the world are there. So I was like, yay, rise having a real life. Cause mm-hmm. I was trying to, I was doing music for a while and I just started doing stand up, and I was like, I'll be a nurse and I'll love it. Will I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> So I started going to nursing school, um, and then Vine happened, and then I started having like actual success in show business uh-huh. after years of trying it in music. Yeah, like since I was like fourth grade, I was like, I'm going to be a musician. Yeah, um, and I started making money, and we moved to LA for my career, and also she would she was very excited to move to LA. Yeah, uh, but my life changed a shitload into show business 
and hers like didn't change. Uh-huh. And she didn't like show business. Uh, she didn't like me pursuing stand up. It's so irrational. There's no like financial security. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing kids and I was like, I don't, I can't have kids until like I'm established. Sure. Uh, so that wasn't cool with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but this all happened when you came to LA though. Yeah. Oh, yep. Do you think if you stayed in Boston, things would have worked out? If we stayed in Boston, I, uh, I'd probably be very unhappy and then it probably wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, I'm sad. I should have moved to LA. You're holding me back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we broke up and at first, uh, I was very heartbroken, but I, but I didn't want her back. You, okay. It was like, I'm heartbroken, but yeah, we should break up. So it was a weird heartbreak. Yeah. And then when Frank happened, who I only knew for three months and I felt like an idiot for falling in love with her. Uh Um, even though it's not stupid, she's a cool person. Wait, you only knew her for three months. We, I dated Frank for three months. Well, how long did you know her before that? I knew her for like two years before, but not like never saw her. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 We matched on Tinder. Like when I first broke up with my ex. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, Frank broke up with me and I was like, fuck, I'm really sad. I was like, I think I'm heartbroken. Well, if I'm heartbroken, that means I love her. Fuck. Yeah. And I wanted her back. Yeah. I didn't try to get her back, but I had the, I had heartache coupled with wanting her back as opposed to the 10 year heartache, which was just heartache. It Heartache, was, like, pfft, middle finger. Kind of, when I was being irrational about it. Yeah. I'd think in my head, fuck you, you left me, you abandoned me. Yeah. Uh, but with Lizette, I was like, mm, come on, we can work this out. <laughs> Oops, I said her name, Lizette, whatever. Uh, wait a minute, it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> huh, okay. I was just wondering how that was, because that's such a long yeah, span of time to be with somebody. And then just like, it was tough. So I, I cut the cord. It seems like David and Liza are in the heartache, which is like, we're heartbroken, but yes, we should be apart. Yeah. Unless David is still thinking in his heart, like, I want you back. We can do it. I mean, I feel like, honestly, I don't know. Cause it's, I just think from my own experience with that stuff where, you know, um, I feel like, well, this is a fresh thing, right? This is like a fresh breakup. And I feel like still, even though it's been like six months, still pretty fresh considering they see each other all the time. I know that when I have broken up quote unquote with somebody before for like a couple months, I was still in the back of my head, like, Oh, we should be together, you know? And she was mm-hmm. like, no, but I was like, yeah, like what basically what you're saying. And I feel like that's I don't know. I don't know if, how fa- long it takes to go away. And I guess it, what it takes to go away is another person coming in. Yeah. You know, and that's going to suck for both of them. Oh yeah, totally. That was, I don't, but yeah. that's the thing. Even in the video, they said they don't want to be with anybody else. So in my head, I was like, then what the fuck are you doing? Like, like I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. People need time to grow or whatever. And they're young. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if you don't want to be with anybody else, then right. Yeah. You know, like how old is Liza? Liza's 21 and David's 22. He's about to turn 22. So they're still pretty young. young. Yeah. If I like me looking back when I was 21, started dating my long-term girlfriend, she was 19. Mm. I think back thinking like, well, yeah, obviously like this isn't gonna last forever. You're your kids still pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, the reason why we were together for so long is because we lived individual lives, not separate lives, but individual ones. What does that mean? Like, uh, oh, I mean, like you guys see each other sometimes, but like, what do you mean? Like she had a a big group of friends that I was friends with as well. I became friends with them, but Mm -hmm. she would like go out 
like I'm going away for the weekend with my girlfriends mm. or like I'm going to TJ's party. Do you want to come? I'm like, I can't, you go have fun. Uh, and she was super into jogging, running <laughs> and I hated it. So she would go on like little things like that. Like that's your activity. Go do that. Yeah. So you would with yourself, with your friends. I was in bands, go to band practice. She wouldn't come. She wouldn't even come to every gig. It was like, I have a gig tonight. She's like, all right, have fun. So you guys complimented each other as opposed to depended on each other. Totally. Yeah, that's good. So that is definitely the reason why we why we work so well. And my ex is a wonderful person. She's just awesome. Yeah. Very chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, never like flirted with other dudes, although we allowed each other to flirt. Mm-hmm. She never did it? Not in front of me. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it in front of her. Because huh. everyone flirts throughout their whole lives. Uh, yeah. Even my, my therapist told me that. She said, what do you mean people f- flirt? Flirtation is just something that continuously happens throughout your life. Like, uh, like I'm sure my ex would go to a party and maybe flirt with a guy for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So we agreed like, that's normal and okay. Let's not do it in front of each other. Cause that's fucking rude. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we wouldn't like make, we wouldn't cheat on each other, but we, we assumed like, all right, you're cute. Guys are going to like you. It's okay. Just don't do anything. And also don't fucking flirt with them in front of me. Cause that's fucking mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, well, I, and I'm beautiful. I'm 10 out of 10. Out of 10. <laughs> Girls want me all the time. More like 10 out of a hundred. <laughs> hey, sorry, dad. Um, I, yeah, that's good. That makes sense because I think every relationship's got like a, like fuel, like it's like a tank. Yeah. That, like if you go too fast, it's going to run out quickly. It's almost like an hourglass where yeah. like, I don't know. Some, some relationships last a long time, but you know, I've noticed that um, the ones that are heavily involved will crash and burn yeah. pretty quickly, especially in the early stages of it. Yeah. Where if they just like, oh, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everything. Yeah. Like, but if you, yeah, like if you did what you did, you're, there's, it's less of like a, because then it starts to become another, uh, starts to become another groan. Yeah. Another thing you got to do. And it seemed like Dave and Eliza did, live uh successfully individual lives yeah and like they'd be cool like lives would go to new york david's they would be cool about it yeah um and i had one relationship about a year ago where she was constantly with me she kept on saying like i'm gonna be on set for like a month straight in like two weeks so like all right cool we'll hang out until then mm-hmm. but then that would never happen mm-hmm. i should be like i'll be on set in like <laughs> two weeks from now yeah like, then okay that would never cool happen. we'll hang out until then <laughs> but then you wouldn't hang out or she wouldn't go on set. She wouldn't go on set. Like f- work was falling through. She's an actress. Yeah. Uh, and then she was like, she, she was like jealous. I'd go out and do stand up. She'd want me to call her way too much. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. But there was one night I forgot to call her. She was like mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was the last night of the tour. I was like hanging out with the band. I was opening for a band. I was like, yeah, it's like, we drank a lot and I, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry. I didn't call you. Yeah. You're going to have to forgive me. <laughs> this isn't a big problem. She's like, it's well, big I was, for her. I was concerned you got hurt. I was like, yeah, I, but she just was like pissed. I didn't call her. Well, there's it's just, some people are, some people are more emotionally, uh, needy, but they can't <laughs> be with emotionally needy people too, because then they get annoyed. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you're a, it's so weird how it works. Like if you're emotionally needy, then the one, the ones that you're attracted to are the ones that 
are dismissive somewhat. Mm-hmm. But if you're dismissive, then you sometimes get clingy. It's like I can't I, – I, I'm trying to figure out how – not how it works, but like I, – because I, I know how it works. You have to both have your own lives. And that's the thing – like that's the key to it is, like I said, just complimenting as opposed to beating it over the head. Yeah. Because if I was with anybody for, if I saw anybody every single day, um, I don't know how I would, even if it was like my parents, you know, when you live with your parents and you hate them totally because they're, because they're all constantly knocking on your door saying, yeah. why does it smell like illegal in there? And then right. you go, shut up. Cause you've been living with them for 10 years. Yeah. So you just like, that's what, ha- that's why like marriages to me, like sometimes fall apart is because you're just, now you're together, you're living in the same house and you're getting all of each other's idiosyncrasies and all of each other's bullshit too. And that's going to just make any two people romantic or not hate each other. Right. And, and just like uh, moving in with like getting an apartment with your best friend. Yeah. Sometimes it's not good. No, no, Uh, not at all. That's why, uh, I'm trying to make a joke here. Uh, (laughs) Um, you don't have to, but yeah, uh, Jenny doesn't have uh, a nine to five. So Jenny, if you're listening, can you just get like a boring office job? Then you can move in. Yeah. And then during the day, I'll just like jerk off and fuck around. Yeah. Then at night I'll be out doing stand up, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, Oh, I was so busy all day. Yeah. Then we'll live individual lives that way. Sure. Yeah. That sounds healthy, but she doesn't have a 95. So if she moved in now, she'd see me jerking off all day. Mm. Then she'd be like, you're a loser. I'm like, well, you're not supposed to see this. Yeah. So get a fucking job. <laughs> The key to any uh, healthy relationship is to pathologically lie. Yes. There was was one time uh, my ex, who was uh, codependent, um, she started working for for Postmates. She was like, all right, I'm going to go out and do Postmates. Want to come? As I said, uh, no. (laughs) She got upset about that. I was like, why why would you think I want to come around with you? (laughs) It's like Obama with <laughs> Michelle. Oh, I guess that's not a good analogy because she would go with Obama. Like, hey, I'm going to go to North Korea and sign a peace treaty. Want to come? <laughs> sure. I would love to. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and then I noticed, noticed a pattern. Uh, every girl I dated who, and it didn't work out, major uh, issues with their family. Because Partic- that's what makes them clingy? Particularly fathers. I think they're used to having bad guys in their life. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's the reason why uh, Frank didn't ended up didn't not liking me. It's because you were too nice or something. I think so. She's yeah. like used to like more drama. Yeah. Or like used to dudes ignoring her. <laughs> yeah. And so when she got treated nicely, she, she like was, freaked out about it. That's I, such a weird. I will never understand that. Yeah. I will absolutely. I don't care. People always say like you gotta you gotta you know um, have a lot of tolerance for each person's individual personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but if it doesn't make sense, and not if it does make sense, but if it, if it's like destructive, self-destructive, then I get like confused. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, why? But like, cause they, those kind of people had bad childhoods and they become dependent or no, no, no they, they have bad childhoods. So you think that that would make them at least want to have a better adulthood meaning right. communicating with people and like having a loving relationship, but then they need the resentment to make them feel bad. They like the drama. They like the drama and feeling bad. 
Yeah. And it's just like, but you would, you would think that if you were, if you felt bad when you were young, it, when you're older, you wouldn't want to feel bad anymore. Yeah. But I guess a lot of shit from childhood just stays like a lot of shit. And I noticed one red flag in retrospect with the girl who was codependent. I was out on the road in like Texas or something and my flight got changed mm-hmm. like out of my control. So I'd like, I'm going to be arriving tomorrow night instead of tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. She got like pissed. Yeah. And I was like, you should not be upset about this. This is out of my control. And I raised my voice at her. Yeah. And the next day she was like, that actually kind of turned me on when you yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? That's yeah. weird. That's not healthy. <laughs> mm, I, I mean, I can see how it is kind of a turn on like, Ooh, um, a man raising his voice being powerful. Yeah. But I think she like got very turned on at a man mm-hmm. yelling at her. Yeah. Because maybe that her dad did that. I it's don't know. So strange. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not strange. Cause that's what, I mean, I feel like men actually, I feel, okay. So I feel like every person is different when it comes to relationships. Like if you're a man, you shouldn't succumb to the archetype that you have to be this like strong dude that is really like, like, yeah, I'll be dismissive and like, like an old, like Josh Brolin, kind of guy, yeah. kind of guy from a different time. That's just like, mm, you know, he's hot. Yeah, he is hot. And I could totally see why a lot of girls and women just find him immensely attractive Cause he's just so like stone. Yeah. But he's like so stone, but he's so like manly. Oh, he's just yeah. like a man's man. Oh, so hot. And, uh, yeah, I know I just saw Deadpool <laughs> too. And I was like, God damn it. That's a, that's a man right there. I said, that's a man right there. Right. Like, that's a man. Got a great chin. Yeah. Just great at everything. But, but what I'm saying is that that's who Josh Brolin is. But I feel like a lot of guys who aren't Josh Brolin try to be like Josh Brolin. Yeah. Who are sensitive and they come off like assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're only doing that because of the, 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 um, I guess you could call it the, the stigma? I don't know. Perception. Of, uh, the perception or the, um, what is that word? Why can't I think of this shit right now? Oh, the expectation to be those things. Right. When you don't have to be those things. But if you are who you really are, which is sensitive, then girls <laughs> c- c- leave. That's what happens. Right, right, all, right. All the time. It doesn't matter if the girl is like, I want a nice guy. It, it, that doesn't. It's so strange. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to defend the nice guy because there are girls that, um, who do be with nice guys, but you can just tell like when they're too nice that the girls are like, okay, I want this, like, I want this, like, I want a guy that's like a man. I want a guy. I'm okay if you cry every now and again, but I want a fucking man. There's a saying that's like, uh, girls like assholes, Mm -hmm. women like nice guys. So maybe it's like immature girls. Like I want an asshole. I'm a bad boy. Sure. I think all women do kind of like the bad boy image. They, they, it's a fantasy, but I feel like it's not so much as bad boy as much as it is like man, assertive, assertive in charge, not maybe, you know, in charge too, in charge and does things, but still is loving. And it's just like, that's such a rare thing to get like that kind of guy. You either get an asshole or a sensitive fuck. I had, you know what I mean? I had a girl call me out pretty much for being a pussy on a date once. Really? Yeah. We went to, uh, Mercado, which is where, uh, Jason and Trisha frequent. (laughs) Uh, that's public knowledge. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, everyone go to Mercado every Tuesday at 3 PM. I go there often too. Uh, (laughs) there's like eight Mercados in LA. So yeah, 
It's in Studio City. Uh, mm. Oops. Um, <laughs> I took a girl on a date there. Yeah. There was a cultural difference. She was Turkish. Sure. We weren't serious. She was like here on a visa. Yeah. And uh, we weren't getting service right away. Uh-huh. And like it took a little while to get our uh, order taken. Taken. And she was like, Royam, I do, I do a terrible accent. <laughs> I feel like maybe you don't take charge enough because I didn't like yell at the wait staff. Sure. She was like, if, I don't know if you could handle a, a conflict. Like if something went wrong, I don't know if you could handle it. <laughs> what? And I actually said this. I was like, I think you're calling me a pussy right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. And I, was, and I said, like, I, you haven't seen me in a situation where I need to assert myself. Yeah. So, uh, until right now. <laughs> yeah. But that, like, even that situation was, like, very, like, what are you supposed to do? Fucking cause a scene? Yeah. What does she want you to cause a scene? I think she wanted me, like, listen, we need to get our food. <laughs> Make it happen. That's so weird. But I, I'm. Always, That's strange. I'm always polite to uh, wait staff. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Sometimes I'll, I've been on dates with girls where, like, I'm not getting a drink fast enough. Mm-hmm. They'll just, like, walk in front of me. Like, mm. push people away from the bar and just be a hot girl and get a drink right away. And I'm like, all right, you can be an asshole about it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I'm not rude. <laughs> sorry, I'm not screaming. I didn't get um, your drink fast enough, baby. I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean, though? Like, I, th- I think that that is... I was thinking about this the other day. It's like a lot of guys now feel the need to be that image because of the Me Too thing of what a girl, like a male feminist, like I respect women and all this shit. And like girls are so put off by that. You can just tell the what the nice guy or was no, not the nice guy. The extreme nice guy. That's nowadays. There's oh, no yeah, longer yeah. nice guys. There's the, the extreme nice guys. Like I support women. I'm a male feminist. I'm this, that yeah. and the other. And you can just tell like the girls are like, I, I could see right through your, like, this, Ew. I could see through this facade. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, ew. I mean, they, they, it's not, all I'm saying is there's a way nowadays for a guy to be m- masculine, retain that, the thing that women are attracted to, if they're into that, if they're straight, mm-hmm. keep that, but also have that part of you that's like, you know, romantic, but it's so hard yeah, the for a lot of guys to do that. Like, it's so fucking hard. You're either a dick or your puss. That's <laughs> the way it is. And then girls have to like go like, uh, or, mm, yay. Either a dick or puss. Yeah. Jenny does uh, like how confident I am. I've uh, apparently created that illusion. <laughs> but she also does say, like, you're kind of girly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy. Mm. So, I don't know. I've, I've Ooh, the ticking a- clock. Apparently okay. created a balance. Mm. And also Jenny's 28. So, it's like. She's past the bad boy thing. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. She she told me like she used to like wait days or like Jenny used to when she was like lower 20s she used to like not respond to guys text right away cuz she thought they that's what they wanted. <laughs> what? <laughs> she thought they'd think it was hot. Oh man. <laughs> I don't quite understand. I'll have to ask her about it again. But. Yeah. No, I've heard of that too, but the, you, then you hear that from both ends. It's it's very it's a very common like most people are on their phones all the time, but they'll just like wait to respond to somebody. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, but that's part of the, the healthiness of it is like, you know, you shouldn't have to like, if you're in a relationship, I'm not talking about like just starting, but if you're in a relationship and you've been doing it for like, like a few months or whatever, like you shouldn't, you don't have to respond right away. Um, yeah. but that's, yeah. I mean, that's something that's a, it's a problem sometimes with, uh, also another cool with thing, another girls, cool, what with girls, another cool thing. Jenny and I do is, uh, we don't press like on like hot people's photos. Mm. 
just because it's not enjoyable to see your girlfriend like yeah. liking a hot guy's pick. Sure. <laughs> so I stopped liking like every attractive girl's photo on Instagram. <laughs> just because I would appreciate it if I didn't see her liking stuff. Sure. <laughs> well, that's good. You guys sound like you have a healthy relationship that won't implode. So far, I mean, we'll see. She better get a fucking boring day job or else I am out. Hear that, Jen? Hear it, Jennifer? You heard it from the cow's mouth. You heard it from the king himself. Mm. I also don't eat her out because uh, I'm the king. She's the queen. And there are rules. <laughs> I'm like DJ, DJ Khaled. I'm the king. Just kidding. I eat her out, both pussy and asshole. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> Didn't uh, have to say that part. Why are we so vulgar? Because this is who we, who we are. Because childhood. Well, Brandy, we're 50 minutes in. Mm. 48 to mm. be exact. Mm. Um, well, here, wait, we probably have some emails. Want to answer like two emails? Mm, sure. Okay. Let's do it. And if not, we can just edit it out. Totally. No. Here is an email from Lily. Lily says, hi guys. I've struggled with acne since I was 12 years old and I'm now 19. As any teenager with intense acne can attest to, acne has greatly hurt both my self-confidence and social life. I've tried every single magical drug the dermatologist has, re- has recommended, but nothing has worked. I have resisted Accutane for years, but mm-hmm. I'm now considering taking it. Mm-hmm. As a hypochondriac, I have some reserves about taking it, <laughs> considering the long list of potential side effects. Sounds like I wrote it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, would you recommend it? Um, I, I remember hearing something that you took it. Also, how did acne affect your life? Uh, take it. Take it, take it without a doubt. Yeah, it's not the thing about acne is that, you know, you it's not even so much of a other people thing. Like other people will look at you and go like people are not assholes like that. If you have like really bad acne, people will obviously notice it. But if you have like moderate, it's not like people would be like, ew, gross. You know, they don't people aren't like that. People don't judge it. People are too concerned with their own insecurities. To right. Look at others. Um, people's. But. It's a, definitely a self-confidence thing, and it will stop you from living your life. Yeah. And it's just not – it's not worth doing the whole, like, I'm going to apply the face wash, and I got I to gotta start eating, you know, uh, wheat pancakes, and mm-hmm. I have to eat kale and this, that, and the other. It's just like – because that's what I did. I struggled with acne for – there's a solid year, and you remember this, mm-hmm. when I was racked with it. Like, my face, my body, it was everywhere this was too, right when vine ended i don't know why it happened i had no clue hormones honey i guess but i was 22 i was like shouldn't i be done with this shit it, it it was literally like i was 16 and i just remember i didn't see anybody i didn't want to do anything you remember me during that time i was just not seeing anyone yeah and um i and avoided like you, accutane for so long because of you, all the everything you weren't making videos i weren't making i wasn't making videos i was just I wasn't even taking photos. I didn't want to be around people. I wouldn't even be around my family. I felt so embarrassed. Jeez. It was, it was awful. But, dude, it was because it was just like – because I went from how I look now, basically, because I took Accutane. I went from how I look now to just, like, completely acne-ridden in the span of, like, two months. Mm-hmm. And I just knew if people saw me, I would be embarrassed. And so I just didn't – I avoided it altogether. And I avoided Accutane because of exactly what she's saying. Cause I was like, well, it can give you, you know, irritable bowel disease or whatever. And it can do this, that, and the other. Eventually I just said, I'm so unhappy right now with my own confidence and not living my life that it's worth it to take the risk mm-hmm. to get my life back. Cause I, I, my life was put on hold. It was just, everything was stopped. Right. Everything dating, living, everything was gone. Right. 
stress was through the fucking roof. I just like I, all the stress of, cause you hear all these natural people that are like, who, by, by the way, all the people who are like, who are like given skincare routines, like on Twitter and like forums, they have like two pimples and they're like, yeah. what you got to do is you got to wash your face with sea salt. What you got to do is you got to eat kale. What you got to do is like rub vinegar on your palm or some shit. And then it helps. Mm-hmm. They have like two pimples. They don't have, I don't know how bad her acne is, but they don't have like nodules, which is the biggest kind of acne. That's the one that, that leaves scars. Right. Right. So don't listen to that. I don't, if your acne is mild, try that. But if it's bad and it's not getting any better then like 150%. Do the tan. Do the tan because I remember I was I was so scared and I told you guys about that. Yeah. When I, I was like I I'm going to take the Accutane, but I'm afraid that it's going to make me depressed. I'm afraid that it's going to make me make me lose my personality. Um, yeah. I'm afraid it's just going to affect my brain. Right. Um, and that was that's always been the scariest thing with any medication is that I'm going to end up like a different person from taking medication. Yeah. And um, I remember Vincent Marcus and I kept on telling you just take Accutane. Yeah. Uh, you were both very adamant about it, and I did it uh, twice in my life. Accutane. Yeah, uh, bad acne on the face in high school. Took Accutane. It was a pain in the ass. It was like super trapped lips. Yeah, uh, but it went away, and I was like, "Thank God." Then yeah. I c- came back in college when I was like 21. Yeah, acne, acne on the back. Really? I stopped taking my shirt off. Like, and I was. Was like, it really bad acne or back naming? No, it was just like noticeable. Sure, it worked to the point where I assumed my friends would be like, "Oh, Ryan's got back acne." Yeah. And I was a boating boy. I do a lot of boating and like wakeboarding mm-hmm. and I just like stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, that's the thing is you stop your life. I remember I made a dermatologist cry cause I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> like I don't go to the beach when my friends go, I don't go to the pool parties. <laughs> I was like, please make this go away. Okay, son. She's like, Oh my God. Okay. So Jesus Christ. I say, Allie, take the, take the tan. Yeah. I would, that's not even a question for me. Like, cause I, I've, I did all the stuff. I did all the stuff, all, yeah, everything you, she probably goes to acne.org, which is a website for people who have acne that they try to trade, um, advice. Like I tried this new method, give it a shot. And it's always natural shit. It's always yeah. tea tree oil and, and this, that, and the other. And that works if you have very mild. Right. And if it's not on your back or your chest, but if you, if it's just like, if you look like fucking sloth or Bukowski, then you should probably take the Tane. Yeah. So keep us updated, Allie. Let us know if you take it. Do it, Allie. It, uh, it's worth risking your health. <laughs> All right. It's worth growing a third arm. Yes. Then he, or a third eye. Yes. Third eye blind. Then you can join the third eye blind. All right. Next <laughs> All right, stop. Okay. (laughs) All right, one more email, then we out of here. All right. Email from Maya. She says, John Mulaney or Bo Burnham? Why? What? Do you know John Mulaney? No. All right, so you choose Bo Burnham. Uh, well, by default, yeah, because I don't yeah. know who the other guy is. Who's the other guy? John Mulaney is a brilliant stand-up comedian. He had a show called Mulaney that nobody liked. Even all his friends were like, yeah, it's not for me. Mm. I don't know him, but uh, he's got an album. Fuck, I forget what it's called. I think he's got a new hour out right now. He's just a brilliant joke writer. Mm. Flawless. I've heard like he was brilliant right off the bat. So fuck you, John Mulaney. Uh, 
but a really, really funny dude. And he does uh, um, Oh Hello with Nick Roll. Oh Who Hello. Is that, is that a podcast? No, it's like a Broadway show. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Based on a sketch they did on Kroll Show. Huh. Where uh, it was two elderly, elderly Jewish men, and they would prank people by, order, by going to a deli mm-hmm. and having a sandwich sent to them with entirely too much tuna. It's like way too much tuna. Hmm. And then uh, the people would get the sandwich and they'd barely react. And then that was the prank. They'd go over like, hey, have you noticed something about your sandwich? There's entirely too much tuna. We pranked you. <laughs> Prank. Uh, so I have to choose between that or Bo Burnham? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like Bo Burnham. I don't, he's not, he doesn't make me laugh that much. He's brilliant. I will say that he's very self-reflective and he's a great performance artist. And that's fine, mm-hmm. um, but I but the, in terms of the stand up comedy stuff, I don't I don't I don't laugh. Okay, very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. I'm I love his specials, and yeah. I love his specials in the sense that they're they're different, and they it's the same with like. But granted, dude, it's like like with Deadpool two. Like I like that movie, but it didn't make me laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, so like made you cry. Yeah, like a puss. But so, um, yeah, I mean. He's a great performance artist, and the ending to that Make Happy special was really good. I still haven't watched it. It's really – it goes pretty deep, and it's uh, – the ending of it does. Some, and it, it's very – it's kind of hard to watch almost. Sometimes watching comedies just stresses me out. Because you're like, ugh. It's like, ah, they're so much better than me. I have to suck that guy's dick. Or like, not that they're better than me. It's just like, ah, oh, I need to work harder. Yeah. Which is a good stress, but sometimes I avoid it because I'm just like, fuck, I'm not working hard enough. That's so funny. That doesn't. I don't think that happens in – like another industry, like, like when I watch a, like, I don't make movies, but I make short films or whatever. But, um, when I watch a movie, I never leave going, fuck, I got to start writing better. I'm no. always just like, wow, what a good film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's cool. I'm, I'm internalizing too much. Yeah. You got to stop projecting. Comparison is the thief of joy. So my answer is, uh, Mulaney versus Burnham. It's like comparing apples to oranges. And I'm going to go with, uh, John Mulaney just cause, uh, it's contrarian. I like stand up. More than, uh, like, musical comedy. Yeah. But Bo is a genius. So I'm going to go Mulaney. And Brandon, by default, is going uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for some of my pals. My, my extreme elders, but Christina Pajitsky. has got mm-hmm. a special coming out on Netflix. Mm. Joey Diaz. I don't, I've never met him. Well, I have met him, but. He's so fucking funny, dude. He's on a special with Christina. Yeah. It's got it's a new special coming out called the the Degenerates. I think Gen- okay. Degenerates. Yeah, and it's all like dirty comedy. Even though Christina isn't like super dirty, Joey's extremely dirty. Joey's like balls to the wall. Like yeah, it's crazy. Joey, I remember when I used to go to the comedy store um, to just watch. Like Joey was the only comic that made me laugh. Like there's, yeah, that was it. Like it's he's just I don't know. There's some. It's, he just feels like a drunk dad at a soccer game or something yeah, or like he, at a wedding and he calls himself uncle joey <laughs> it's like it's okay sweetheart uncle johnny will lick your box <laughs> or something like that it's fucking great so that's cool i'm gonna try to get joey on my next show yeah because i know his uh podcast assistant mm-hmm. see all these successful podcasts have a third mic one joey's it's yeah it is a third mic mm-hmm. all righty that's the app it's the app. You know, we uh, had low hopes for this episode because we're both tired, but uh, yeah. this was, I think it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Relationship talk. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we saved a life. I'm sure we did. Yep. We're both in great relationships. Yep. Yep. We're, bo- we're both heroes. Our comedy is heroic. Yeah. 
Uh, I talk openly about depression, and for that, I should be praised. Nobel Peace Prize coming your way, sir. <laughs> thank you. Oh, by the way, thank you for letting me shoot in your apartment the other day. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I We we spilled blood a lot in your bathroom. Yeah. I saw, I saw, Did you see it? Saw some traces of it. Oh, fuck. That's I. We thought we cleaned the, the whole thing up. Well, tell your assistant. Hmm. What's her name? Not, it's not a what, assistant. She's producer. Cat. Producer. She's my yeah. cat. She's, I was about to say she's my cat. She's my <laughs> producer. She loved, speaking of cats, she loves Ralph, huh? Yeah, she kept telling me how much she was sending you, how many like yeah. snaps and Instagram stories <laughs> she was sending you about Ralph. Yep. Um, it's so funny. She's such like a like stone, like, we have to do this, this, that, and the other. And then when she saw Ralph, oh, my God. Yeah. For some reason, dogs and cats will make a, a woman and a gayman that mm-hmm. a, gay, a gay guy that's not even like particularly like feminine mm-hmm. turn gay. Right. Right. It's just what happens. Sure. Like I, I know I have two gay friends that like are, they don't, I mean, there's not a way to act when you're gay, yeah. but like the stereotype is like feminine. Yeah. So like, um, so they just act like, you know, like anybody. Uh, and then they, uh, see a dog and they just completely snap into it. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, it's not weird. It's just funny. Like that's funny. Yeah. So dogs and dicks. Yeah. Cool. All mm-hmm. right. Well, I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Bye. Bye.